0: Thanks for joining us with the Hospitality Hangout, a hospitality focused podcast, where the founders of Brandon share their insights and bring technology and innovation leaders that are making things happen in the industry we love. My name is Jimmy Frischling, otherwise known as the finance guy. I'd like to introduce my partner, Mr. Michael Schatzberg, also known as the restaurant guy. And thanks for that kind introduction, Jimmy. And to those listening, feel free to call me Shatsy. Together, we are the personalities behind Branded Hospitality Ventures. We work at the intersection of hospitality, technology, innovation, capital, and Jimbo. We've got a special edition today because we are live from Houston, Texas, and the Texas Restaurant Show with the Texas Restaurant Association. I gotta tell you, Jimmy, they do everything bigger and better in Texas. And I'm not just saying that. We know that for a fact because we've been here for a couple of nights now, and everything is rocking here. The drinks are bigger. (laughs) <laughs> the hotels are bigger, <laughs> the airport's bigger, the, pools, the yeah. show is bigger, the pool, big. by big. the way, is in the shape of the state of Texas, yes. it, it's a lazy, it's a lazy pool, Jimmy, perfect for you. There's a toll booth in the pool, the pool's so big, there's no toll booths in Texas, <laughs> no, no toll, toll booths, very, very, business friendly, here. no toll booths here, but I gotta tell you, we were having a great time here, I gotta tell you, I don't even mind the heat, Jimmy, because I gotta tell you, I think you lost 10 pounds yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I lost 10 pounds getting from the airport in our Uber to the hotel. Jimmy's new Ozempic is he comes to Houston. Yes, to yeah. <laughs> at Houston. That's his Ozempic. you tin shades darker, too. Yes. I love it. <laughs> look, I, look um, I, I play poker a lot. I don't win a lot because I got a lot of tells. Um, and for those of you who tuned in or are seeing this, or maybe I am wearing the TRA, the Texas Restaurant Association, hat, Shats is wearing one, too, gifts of our friends, and I'm thrilled to be strutting this, and I'll be wearing this for the rest of the show. Listen, normally on the road, um, our long-term listener, long-time listeners know, uh, we grab a few guests from the floor, we talk shop, but not today. No, today we're changing it up because we are lucky to have uh, Joe Montessaro, um and Ben Noor from Texas Restaurant Association. Not only are they responsible for this incredible show, but they are fellow podcasters. They're fellow co-hosts. They've got their own incredible show at the table with T.R.A. So we've got dueling podcasts today. All right? So, I don't think it's ever been done in podcast history that two podcasts are being recorded simultaneously. And minute, this is now. Make like just, we we're making out. We're making Once again, I said to Joe Rogan, you know what I'm saying, Joe. Go blankie. No. Go, <laughs> Joe. Get, it. Get it. Right. But we do have dueling podcasts, friendly dueling podcasts. So Joe, Ben... You guys, I'm sure, have your own flow. So let's let you guys take the lead and please give us a quick quick background about yourselves and of course, the TRA. Well, first of all, it's a pleasure to be here. Like I just mentioned, I think we are
1: making history. I've gotten to know you guys over the past few months and it's been an honor and an experience and I'm just happy to be here. So I'm Ben, I'm the Director of Partnerships for the Texas Restaurant Association. I oversee any partners that we bring aboard to our members, I uh, help uh, produce the show. Like like uh, Jimmy, you mentioned, we run our own podcast at the table with the Texas Restaurant Association. Uh, we have our own banter, we have our own good times. But I think this may be. One of the more fun times. We're only
2: thirty seconds in, so. Oh no, we're, yeah. d- we're definitely
0: going to have some more six fun laps there. already. <laughs> we're we're on page, by the way, I that means we only have downside from here. Okay, only downside. We should do a George Costanza right now and just say, "Thanks everyone for joining. It's been a lot of fun." No, yeah. no, thank you guys for having us. It's really great. And Joe, how about you,
2: sir? Oh no, it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, and and this is definitely going to be uh trailblazing history, and we we love doing that kind of stuff down here in Texas. So we're glad you guys came down and we could do this. Uh, I'm Joe Monastero, I'm the Chief Operating Officer for the Texas Restaurant Association. We are, by any number of metrics, the largest restaurant association in the United States. Is
0: that we breaking have, news? Is that breaking news? You're not
2: here first. No, a breaking news it is, but these numbers I'm about to share with you are breaking news this because good. this is good. It's be the, uh, Joe
0: with the facts.
2: The state of Texas, as of the end of 2022, is, is back on top and running the table with 55,000 restaurant units across the state, 1.4 million employees, and we're still looking for more and set a record $90 billion in sales last year. And that's... Well, what was that, uh, $90 billion with a 90, B? With a B, Jimmy? yes, with a B. And I can't tell you,
0: billion $90 billion. billion. I, went with the toll- no, I, went, I went that way too, Chancy,
2: <laughs> yeah. $90 billion. And that is a 20% increase from where we were pre-pandemic. So, you know, we were closed for a hot minute, but when you get the opportunity to reopen, May of 2020 and start the rebuilding process early. This is where you end up. So we are the only state right now in the United States that is net positive for growth this year. And we couldn't be happier to have you guys down here with us to uh, have some fun and show everyone how it's done in Texas. I love it. I love it. Listen, as New York City restaurant owners and operators uh, uh, ourselves, uh, we know how important it is
0: to lean into uh, a trade, a trade organization, an yes. association, someone that's really an advocate, and uh, and and giving a voice to sometimes and to the smaller restaurant guys, because the big groups sometimes they can do it themselves, but the smaller guy doesn't have a voice. So for uh, yeah, we got listeners, uh, we've got eight listeners all over the country. Uh, <laughs> here in, this, uh, in this office right now that's doing this staggering so number of the experience. other four listeners that aren't listening right now tell us a little bit about uh, TRA I mean uh, and, and, and the initiatives that Texas Restaurant Association is doing not just for the operators in Texas but you guys are doing stuff on a national level it's unbelievable so give us a little bit about what you guys are doing from there
2: So let me start with the fact that you know of all the things that we do, there's sort of a a yin and a yang to everything. So all of the great work that Ben does to bring us partners and benefits and services that help our operators put more to their bottom line, increase their margins. That's one part of what we call the TRA engine. The other part of it is our advocacy work. (laughs) So uh, you, you can also put it, Ben and Joe have to go make the money so that Emily and Kelsey can reinvest it in the industry. Um, oh and, and then that is really <laughs> yes. in, in the
0: best way. In the best way. <laughs> most fiduciary responsible yeah. way. Uh, she is very about say, how she spends her money. Let, so.
2: let, let's be clear. So, so Emily, our president and CEO, along with Kelsey, our chief public affairs officer, lead an advocacy team that are just absolutely incredible. And the work that we've been able to accomplish. You know, you got to remember, Texas is a little different in many, many, many ways. One of them is. Our legislature only meets once every two years. It is a five and a half month marathon on top of a marathon, on top of a triathlon. And they practically live at the Capitol during that period of time because all law for two years is made in those five months. And our last two sessions have not only been record breaking for us as an association and for the things we've been able to do in Texas, but Texas is a bellwether state. What we can do here, if it works here, it can work anywhere. And so things like alcohol to go becoming permanent, which we did two sessions ago, things like our third party delivery partnership bill that established sort of a bill of rights between customers and restaurants and full transparency on the part of the third party providers, um, and was done in collaboration with them. It wasn't an us versus them. We went in together and said, look, let's do this. And so they worked with Emily and Kelsey and our team, and they got that done.
0: Yeah, I got to tell you, I'm a huge Dorito fan, and I know that uh, Cool Ranch Doritos, yeah. uh, they never came to New York. They tested them here first, and it was only after they were absolutely embraced here that, Jimmy, that we got Cool Ranch Doritos in New York. So to your point, if it works here, it works. what's good in Texas is good everywhere. Yeah, cool yeah, Ranch absolutely. Are delicious. I was going to tell you, it's not, um, you know, you haven't embarrassed me yet uh, today, until just now. Of, yeah, all of, I, the, I, of all the stuff Joe just went through, of all the facts, Joe, Joe was dropping knowledge. Yeah. And you went with... Cool.
2: Yes. You but, didn't get, the but let's be clear, yes. at, the end, at the end of the day, is staying on brand. Yeah. He's staying on brand. I mean, he's, I, he's, I, we know what to expect. You hospitality know. for a
1: reason. Yes. But, but Joe, <laughs> you also forgot to mention one of our initiatives that we've implemented in the past year is we partnered with a company, Adesso, who has raised close to $50 million in ERC credit back to our Texas so this is about my world a little bit, you know, and the partnerships that I provide and the benefits. You know, that's an incredible number just to even think about. You know, it's money on the table that we found someone who can provide back to our members that
2: people. May that's a great one. And, and when you yeah. talk about the other state idea, if it works here, it can work anywhere. Our other partner state restaurant associations that have also partnered with Adesso have helped to drive in total almost 300 million across the United States. I mean, that's that's not nothing. But you also asked about the federal side of things. So obviously, we work really closely with the National Russian Association, or exactly. sometimes referred to the other NRA. Yeah, And we have one of the largest congressional delegations. So when we can work with them and, and help to drive things in a positive direction, sure. it, it makes a difference. The best example I can give you is anyone who thinks back to the pandemic beginnings with the first Paycheck Protection Program bill, it came out and there was, it was done so fast. There were different pieces of it that just sure. didn't didn't work. And we got feedback immediately from our operators going, how am I supposed to keep my doors open when I can only use the money for this, but not for that, and this percentage of this and this percentage of that. And so we got with one of our freshmen congressmen, Emily and Kelsey sat down, had a conversation with him, explained it really clearly. And he goes, we can do this. So he very wisely got a colleague of his, who was a freshman from Pennsylvania, the other side of the aisle. And they went in with a bipartisan skinny bill. What's a skinny bill? It's less than 10 pages. They got this thing passed in four weeks. We obviously helped push the Texas delegation, the NRA partners of ours, and their legislative team work with the rest of the country, and it was a quick, simple, easy, common-sense bill. But on the same day we went to 50% in Texas, we helped them pass federal law that helped every business owner that had a PPP loan actually make it work even more efficiently for them to stay open at a time when people didn't know what the next day was going to bring. Right? And so we definitely make sure our voices are heard. You know, We say we are your voice because we take every one of those 55,000 operators' needs and make sure that they're heard, whether it's at the local level, the state level, or the federal level. That's that three-in-one benefit you get when you're a member of the association.
0: Well, um, I just want to add um,
2: the, the, the
0: the floor, the exhibition hall of all uh, shows, right, right down there. You can see it, see it out right down there. Out there. Yeah, it is. You know, there. There's really some amazing what, what, stuff but I have to tell you, and I walked the entire floor yesterday, uh, the most impressive thing I saw was actually one of your guys' booths, and it was the one that listed the accomplishments and the achievements of the TRA. And one yeah. that you did not even mention that I think is critically important is the regulatory consistency. Yeah. Um, because I really That's feel- my favorite. Because I feel, and, and again, I'm making a plug for, for you guys here, but I have to tell you, uh, I'm a native New Yorker, uh, born and raised. I wear, I got a tattoo, which I won't show you in the Light podcast. In uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you're a New Yorker, babe. You're a New Yorker, okay. But I'm wearing I'm wearing Texas. Yeah. I, right now, I'm a native New Yorker. But I will say that what you guys do on the regulatory side and the relationship that you as the state organization has with the and municipalities, you have Houston, the hospitality alliance show off. That is a relationship. That I, I really, any association out there that's how it has to be it's got to be better together it's got to be working together and again um, I I take great pride in where I'm from but I'm super impressed by everything you guys are doing and I hope New York and others um, actually lean in and realize how effective an organization can be um, when you guys work together and whatnot. Well, Hmm. our
2: hope is that You know, this regulatory consistency bill, it's been 10 years of making to finally get it across the line and have it be as comprehensive as it is was no small feat. And yes, the TRA did lead the charge in that Kelsey and Emily brought together every one of the business associations in Texas in one coalition, got the right sponsors, kept working on it. And at the end of the day, you know, we talked a bit about this last night, not everyone realizes just how many different ways this is going to benefit them. Everything is bigger in Texas we've got 254 counties over 1200 municipalities and we are the world's ninth largest economy you can't operate with a million different yes. sets of rules and standards yes, has, like, you know not what they know. said 800 different labor laws yes. in the state of Texas I'll, I'll do you one better just think about the city of Dallas okay not the g- giant DFW Metroplex just the city of Dallas proper sits across or counties. Yeah. So prior to the regulatory consistency bill, if you were a multi-unit operator just in the city of Dallas, you could have four restaurants in Dallas yeah. County, restaurants in Collin County, all with different health yeah. code standards, all with different labor laws, different fees. And so all of this streamlined it. And actually there's a second bill that the team got passed that is kind of the kitchen cleanup bill. So the Restaurant Cleanup Act mirrors regulatory consistency, but it goes a step further. So things like your liquor license, you pay the state for that. And yes, when you originate it, there's a local fee, but every year you renew it. If the city's not doing anything for it, why are they supposed to get money, right? And so at the end of the day, the cities are benefiting from taxes. So they understood that this is something that ultimately makes it better for everyone. Um, And we're excited because once this goes into effect, is what we'll really see the long-term impact of just how beneficial this is going to be, not just for tours. this was done for all business operators across the state. I think it's great.
0: I mean again, it was really good, and it was a great event last night with you, Gordon, Joe. Listen, a podcast favorite one-liner of ours is that the only industry to embrace tech other than the hospitality industry slower, we like to say, is coal mine. So we're actually, we're here in Texas. Uh, the bar, you know, first of all, you're the largest oil mining uh, state in the country. Coal mining uh, has been taking place in Texas ever since the 1800s, so the irony of that one miner here in Texas is not lost to me. However, my real question to you gentlemen, um, you know, is that the case? Is Texas? Tech- How are Texas operators embracing tech from the mom-and-paws, the independents, the SMBs, up to the franchisees? And how is everyone bored? Are they on board? Are they they jumping on this bull? Are they jumping on this wagon when it comes to tech? So I'll I'll chime in here. So I think this day and age,
1: there's so many different tech companies out there. It's hard for these restaurateurs to really grasp it fully. Right. So they need someone driving force behind them to really present it to them in an understandable way to where they can grasp it, understand it, identify which solution's best for them. So as long as that can be a clear message, then it should be fairly easy to grasp, but they just need to clear what Because, I mean, there's so many companies out there. It's hard for, for me and you, Joe, to really die. No, absolutely. Things. And even just,
2: you know, the last three years, the, the re-emergence of the QR code that we all thought was a cool marketing fad sure. that died, right yeah. now there's... Dozens of companies that are riffing on just the use of a QR code. 1994 yeah. came out of QR code and nobody really cared much about
0: it.
2: <clears throat> that QR code. that, that
0: yeah. was the year of Toyota.
1: Yeah. Greatest yeah. comeback of all time, other
2: than Zoom, I think. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, well, I, I wouldn't call it a Zoom comeback as much as a Zoom launch. Like The, the, yeah. the number of people that actually used Zoom before the pandemic was minuscule. Yeah, yeah. If you were you know working for a global company, you got used to it, but then it, it just exploded, right? right? But on the tech side, Jimmy, you're absolutely correct about the slowness yeah. to adopt. Yeah. I, growing up in the restaurant industry myself, trying to convince my father and uncle to introduce technology, the first POS platform that we brought in. I mean, I'm, I'm lucky I'm still alive after yeah. some of those conversations. They were so resistant <laughs> to the concept because they didn't trust it, right? And so prior to the pandemic, I would have said, there's still a lot of people that are, are really pushing hard not to have too much technology. Those last three years have proven that without technology, we just can't exist. And more importantly, the data that technology gives you. And so Ben is absolutely correct. The tech stack today for any restaurant, be it a single unit operator or a nationwide chain, is critical. But it's incredibly difficult to conceptualize what are the things that you actually need. And a lot of the partners Ben has brought in provide more comprehensive solutions and counseling and, and consultancy services to figure out what that's going to be. Because I think we are still on a road to get there. We're not quite there yet. But that's why the work Ben's doing is going to be so important, because he's going to bring in the companies to help them get there. What am I, You know what i said say? We call it the, the Marketplace Boom. Yes. And the, the whole idea of launching Boom it started it.
0: because uh, a lot of technology, a lot of uh, restaurant operators were asking us questions about where do they find, where do they get, how do they know. They need an online ordering solution. They need a scheduling platform. So Boom really is a marketplace that we kind of brought out based on the need. That there's so much tech out there. and How do you know which is the right path? So just being able to go to a central place with over four, five hundred technology companies, broken down by category, so you can now kind of find them all in one place, and let you know, and see who are the best in class. Yeah.
1: So I will, I will say this, and one thing that stuck with me that you've told me over the years, tech is not there to replace anything. It's there to supplement yes. your business operations. I think if we can make that resonate with our restaurant tours out there, that
0: can go a long way. I mean, Jimmy loves uh, that toll collecting. Uh, and now, well, my, my, young, my daughter, my young daughter, has never seen a toll collector. She's never seen a human yeah. collecting money at yeah. a token. Never stopped and waiting for a toll. You know what, it's tech enabled. I just, I will say that that it's always gonna bring more efficiencies or I believe it's done right. We will improve the guest experience. We yep. will improve the margins by becoming more of a tech enabled business as opposed to a uh, one that either is slow to embrace it uh, or, or reluctant to embrace it. I will say on the boom chat that that was such a great, I'm glad you and I know Ben is into it too. It's free to the operators. To be very clear, our business and not so dissimilarly your own, you got to be good for the operator. And that's kind Absolutely. of the position we've taken. If we can help operators improve their margins their efficiencies their relationship with their guests their relationship with their teams their staffs good things happen so i know there are those who go kind of pierce that relationship between the operator and their guests that's just not us we want to make sure we deliver for operators and let them take care of their guests. It's not enough surviving
2: it's not thriving. no absolutely survival is
0: not enough it's thriving
2: well I look at just the robotics world Right. And, and the number of naysayers out there that are going, you know, we're going to lose our workers. Well, first of all, we don't have enough workers today. Yes. Right. We have a near one million employee shortage across yep. the United States right now in our industry. And we're working really hard to fix that. But in the meantime, if you have a robot that can help streamline certain things and give your prep cook, for example, more capacity to go do other things that matter, that improve the quality of the food, that improve the experience of the dining room. You know, those R2D2 robots look really cute as they're yeah. zipping around. But to be honest, if the server then can spend more time engaging with the customer. Yes,
0: ambassadors,
2: absolutely. Ambassadors. So, you know, is it mean that tomorrow all of a sudden kitchens are going to be half robot, roboticized and, and dining rooms will have R2D2 robots zipping around all the time? No. But it's going to get to that point where people can go, okay, I can spend more time on the things that really make an impact on my business and on my customer's experience and builds their loyalty and not be worrying about, you know, who sat and chopped carrots all day long. I gotta tell you, I love it, I love it, and uh, I wanna change gears for a
0: second. You know, we're at the Texas Restaurant Show. We're here, it's, it's incredible. Let's just talk a little about, to show how how incredible this event is, let's just talk about some of the speakers, some of the heavy hitters, the industry titans, if you will, that have already spoken or will speak today. We've got Karen Stutz, we've got Jeff Alexander, from Bow. We got Jeff, uh, Josh Halpern, our friend from Big Chicken. Yeah. Chicken, baby. And Big Sand with a big patty ah, just got. Yes, he looks incredible. Greg Majewski from Craveworthy. I mean, awesome. I got a guy that's like about 100 stores now. Jeff Chandler from Hop Dotties. I saw him yesterday. Looks incredible. Got Look a great summer tank. I must play golf. <laughs> Doug Wilmar <laughs> from Mooyah Burger. I mean, they're killing it, killing it. Brian Solar, our friend from Spot On is here. He spoke, you know. Alex Eagle from Freebirds, Burritos. I love that. I mean, it's an all-star, it's an all-star crew. I mean, this gives you an indication an you Exactly. Yeah. What all those people have in common? What? They, none of them have been in my kitchen. No. <laughs> no. Forget that that, That's true. That, that is true. that is that oh, is true. They've it? all it's been, easy. they've all been on our podcast, and they're all here at you. the Texas Restaurant Association Show. Uh, how uh, can uh, we uh, not come here? Yes. I mean, uh, we uh, our uh, uh, well,
2: I will say about half of them have already been on At the Table. The other half that's are on the list to join us at At the Table. Good but true. I want to call out one really special thing about the phenomenal over 60 industry leaders that have come in here to do our education sessions. You know, normally there's two different ways you've got speakers. You've either paid to bring them in, or they're vendors who are paying you to basically do an on-stage infomercial. Mm-hmm. The 60 plus nationwide leaders in this industry who are here, all those names you just listed and more have come it's here the on their on own quiet. <laughs> quiet. Don't don't talk about the big black <laughs> man. Doesn't exist. <laughs> But in all seriousness, they on their own dime and on their own time have come down here to share their wealth of knowledge, and we couldn't be more appreciative of all of them. They are friends, they are industry colleagues, and they are some of the best people to know. So we are so proud. Yeah, always what you guys are here. doing down
0: here to make that happen. happen. You know, as the finance guy of of this dynamic duo, something I loved uh, I'm loving about uh, the show actually as you guys included in your in the agenda in this in the whole experience here, the investment boot camp, uh, as part of your educational sessions. You know, I think it's I think I love hearing from all the restaurant folks and chat team roll through a few and I know there are others, but I also say it's really important, um, and you guys are highlighting this, to have actionable sessions such as the boot camp. So for our listeners at home, can you share, you know, maybe a, a bit about the lessons learned from the boot camp and maybe the top five myths when preparing to exit your business. That's, that's 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 what we're doing this for. We're building businesses, we're launching companies. People never talk about sales. selling your business. So what about the top five minutes preparing to
2: exit your business that you guys highlighted this important bootcamp, which I thought was awesome. So I want to give you just a quick background on, on how this all came to be. During the pandemic, we were doing a daily e-newsletter and that e-newsletter had all the things they needed to know that had happened that day at the Capitol or you know, with COVID it, itself. And from a daily email, it's now turned into a weekly email. And so one of the feature articles in that newsletter is Morgan Stanley Wealth Management's restaurant and commodities index analysis, overall trends report. And they have been phenomenal partners of ours. They happily share that information with us so that we can then share it out with our members. It's just one of the very many educational resources and data services that they get access to by being members of the TRA. And so this is the second year that we've done this investment boot camp pre-conference session. And we had a lot of phenomenal feedback from our members. And one of their biggest questions was, would they ever be able to do anything for us around family succession planning? Cause you know, I was, I, I grew up in a family restaurant for 55 years. I look across the state of Texas and that old saying, everything's bigger is absolutely true. You've got multi-unit companies that do over 90 million a year in business. And they're still family-owned and operated. Yeah, they have a more corporate structure, but they, they're still there. So they have all these same things that they have to deal with. And so the, the morning session kind of walked everyone through all of that. The afternoon then talked about, okay, do you have the next big brand, right? Are you going to be the next big chicken? Are you going to be you know, the, the brand that someone like Greg decides to invest in sure. and just explode across the country? And so I would say of of the various things that were taught uh, on Saturday on the succession planning side, first of all, you have to have a plan. It's kind of, it kind of starts with that. Right. And so often in a family business, they don't think about it like that. And it's not just, Oh, well, mom and dad have a will, and I'm going to get the business when they pass. No, 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 no. You are operating in business today. So how are you going to move those different things around? And so, the most important lesson I think they all learned was you have to take the emotion out of that part of the conversation. The you know, my dad and brother started the business with their sister. There were course, that a lot of cousins involved, and they didn't want to take the emotion out of it. They didn't want to have that conversation because they just always had the, we're together, we're always going to be together, and, and that's fine. Yeah. But you've got to be able to have that, that plan. So that's step number one. Number two is realizing if you're going to look for capital investment or a company like CreateWorthy to come in and work with you, you've got to have the right brand. And so Morgan Stanley can walk through a checklist of the things you do to assess what your business is today. Does it have the potential to be the next big thing? Um, and, and you've got to be able to be introspective. You have to be honest with yourself and say, you know what, I might be really phenomenal at making the best hamburger in the panhandle area of Texas, and I'm really well known for it. But in a space that's so saturated with businesses that serve hamburgers, is it going to be a hamburger that plays across the United States? Maybe, maybe not. Sure. And so giving everyone that little bit of a reality check and the ability to say, before you just go out there and kind of feel the letdown of a lot of no's, know internally, do you have that next big thing? And then go out there and you get the yeses. So I think that was some of the most phenomenal feedback that, operators could have gotten. Um, And we're super appreciative to Morgan Stanley Wealth Management for doing this with us. And they're already talking about topics for next year. So if you haven't been at the TRA show before, come down and join us in San Antonio in 2024 and definitely make time to be at that boot camp we'll
0: be there
1: yeah y'all Bye. be there, I'm I'm there. Be there. Y'all, y'all are here
0: don't, don't
2: ever threaten us with a good side i gotta tell you not to
0: get phenomenal good. podcast without the food service feud celebrity edition the celebrity edition live from houston texas where everything is bigger are you guys ready but <laughs> like we, we do a poll every week in linkedin where we ask several hundred million people to respond uh to a question that we asked generally we you know to relating to for the numbers we try 100 million people let's come oh, on, oh, come 100 on 100 maybe more maybe more i don't know i haven't checked but it, people, on. and one 100, generally 100. all about hospitality so we've asked a couple hundred million people answer a question and this is celebrity edition is everybody ready to go i'm ready, put I'm it ready. i got my buzzer up. ready all right yeah, get your imaginary buzzers ready which celebrity got their start working in food service in houston before becoming a celebrity. Is it Mr. Steve Martin himself? Is it Beyonce, Johnny Cash, or Farrah Fawcett?
1: Being Ben, Bingo. So, just for the record, I wrote Beyonce before I even knew the four answers or the four. Uh, okay, you wrote Beyonce. So I wrote Beyonce. So that's my guess. But anyway,
0: and okay. uh, uh, Jimmy or Joe can steal, and the few God. and the family's gonna be super proud. It is not Beyonce. I was about to fall. I had a different guess. I was like, if, if Ben was writing the answer before he even heard the options, I was. I'm intimidated. You know, I I uh, I know Johnny Cash did a stint as a he got a lot of influence from shoeshine guys. I'm going with Johnny Cash and
2: Joe. It's right. not Johnny Cash. It's right. not, not on, me. On, so you on. can steal,
0: make the family. I'm proud. going
2: Steve Martin. Ding, ding, oh, ding, ding. Oh,
0: Steve dude. Martin worked at a Houston restaurant called the Magic Band during his early years in the entertainment business. And I got to tell you, Jimbo, you know that company called Our Work. Hourwork.com. <laughs> I gotta tell you, you, know, if 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 hourwork.com was around and Steve Martin had been using that, he may never have gotten like the jerk. We never may have gotten the jerk. We may never gotten some of the, what was it, plain strange? We never would have gotten pizza in the cup. We never got pizza in the cup, and then Steve so the much the pizza in the cup. So I gotta <laughs> tell you, there's the cup, right? that Steve Martin got a start before hourwork.com. I, I think you know? had white hair. Even then, I bet he, he is always at the white, gray, salt, pepper. I love it. I love it. That was great. All right. Well, I was well played. So Ben and I, not so good. No. Uh, Joe crushed it. Well, hey, wait, wait, wait. It Where's it? my price? Oh, oh no, let's no, go. Okay, so just It wouldn't be a crystal ball moment, sorry, which right it wouldn't be a podcast without a crystal ball moment. And since you've already said San Antonio, uh, that's next year. But we come back to the show in two years. So in two years, it's
2: probably back in Dallas. You guys rotate San Antonio,
0: Houston, in Dallas. I
2: mean, you would I mean, think that. I would think that. But you know what happens oftentimes in a state as large as ours is... A lot of cities start making plans without necessarily coordinating. Ah, So we have this phenomenal great thing that's going to happen that in the long term is going to make for some phenomenal business in Texas, but in the short term, a little bit of pain. So Dallas, Austin, and Houston- are all putting their convention centers under various degrees of construction ah, the same time. for about five years. Got it. Come to New York, Send so, to T.R.A When we we'll go to Texas <laughs> Restaurant Show, live from New York City,
0: the David Center.
2: So we will be uh, in San Antonio. We very likely may from San Antonio come back to Houston right. because of the the timetable of construction. San Antonio, San Antonio. Uh, and, and then we're laying out the back half of the uh, 2020s 2020s right. with. Uh, Exactly what's going to happen then? I mean, okay. it, it may it may just be that we do our own version of Burning Man and go out into uh, the western yes. part of the state and just that, just that. lay it all out with some tents there, and uh, the
0: maybe we'll camp that's out. That parties. That's, that's <laughs> where we're going. When we come back to the show in two years, what do you think to be the hot topics? What what will have changed? What will have evolved? This is your guys' pistol ball moment. Ben, Joe, take it. Yeah. So I think
1: workforce struggles aren't going anywhere that will still remain as top priority in our world. So I will think and imagine that there's gonna be a lot of exhibitors out there that can try to provide solutions. We already currently have a lot. We just brought on a new partner called Paradox uh, that performs in the AI recruiting space. So you are gonna continue to see that more. I would say that's my crystal ball, Joe. I mean, i let you chime in there.
2: But. No, I would definitely agree with that. I think you know, the other fun part about our industry is we could make any guesses and we're probably gonna be wrong. I mean, everything yeah. changes so fast. Sure. And as we've just learned, two years is a really long time and can introduce a whole lot of change. Um, Ben's absolutely right. Workforce. And more importantly, not just how we find them, how we bring them in, how we onboard them, how we ensure that they understand that this is one of the best, best industries to work in. You know, the number of Americans that at some point in their lives work at a restaurant, you don't always make that correlation that you learn certain skills that are with you for a lifetime. You learn hospitality, you learn yes, how to critically fasted, think. To fasted, yes, thinking on your feet, being able to react fast. And so it's one of the things we're focused on is making sure that we can help provide all those solutions so that you know this is that industry where there is a place for everyone. It doesn't matter where you came from, doesn't matter your yeah, background, right. doesn't matter yes. if you're looking right. to reinvent yourself, there. a new life, a second chance, it's here for you. But those services need to be there. Yeah. You got to have healthy and happy employees, so we're kind of making sure that all the health and wellness benefits are there. Sure. Our current chairman and, and the leadership have put together a specific board subcommittee that will live now for a few years, working on that. So I know we're going to see some evolution there, and hopefully, again, being the bellwether state that we are, we're going to figure out some things, we're going to tweak some things, and have a, a best practice model that the rest of the country can adopt in that area. I love it. So you know, I think. That's going to be one big thing. And then there's always going to be, you know, what's the next biggest thing in the tech side of things? Or our beverage pavilions are amazing. There's new things rolling out all the time. We've got Becker Wines here. They are a phenomenal, phenomenal vineyard, award-winning, Napa-rivaling wines. And we're almost having, like, the old-school Coke-Pepsi challenge of can you tell the difference between their Cabernet and a Napa Valley Cabernet? And the answer is, yeah.
0: Delicious. You it's I came
2: off the table last night.
0: You were getting no. <laughs> It was great. That blend. I love that. Oh, it's delicious. Let me tell you, I got to tell you, it's great stuff going on. But, you know, one of the greatest segments in our podcast is the. Uh, Brandon Quickfire. So on our podcast, well, it's been <coughs> probably every podcast in our world. <laughs> that the world. The Brandon Quickfire is the highest rated uh, podcast segment in all podcast in the entire world. That's not me. That is coming <laughs> real. Well, that's fact. That's, that's fact. fact. that's fact. That's fact. That's fact with a lot of opinion. And, and the 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 Brandon Quickfire Brad Texas Edition. Texas Edition. Because it's bigger and it's be- better, bigger in Texas. So it wouldn't be a podcast without it. So I'm going to ask each of you. Five lightning round questions. Joe and Ben, are you ready? Let's do it. I, I'm ready. All it. Joe and Ben, here you go. Joe, Dallas Cowboys or Houston Texans?
2: I'm going uh, to decline to answer on my Fifth Amendment rights to not self-incriminate myself. That do
0: you know you
1: me. who they are, though,
2: Haha. they funny. Yes, I do. He's kidding?
0: allowed to do that, but Ben had, <laughs> the, best <laughs> <quip. He> had <laughs> the best quip. He had the best quip. Same question. Uh, Cowboys,
1: only because Boom. my fiance's family has of tickets, so I want to continue to go to those games. Smart answer. Yep. Yeah.
0: I mean, give it your best. Self, self-preservation. That's yeah, yeah. yeah. the way it goes. Yeah, self-preservation. Yeah. Joe, favorite Texas-based yeah. movie? Is it Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure? Office space or Bonnie and Clyde?
2: Got to go back to my childhood, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. i am going with office space. Go <laughs> on office space. And, and I'll be real with you, I don't know what Pee-wee's Big Adventure <laughs> is. <laughs> See, and now you know he's from the next
0: generation. <laughs> yeah. tax is brisket or ribs? Ooh.
1: I think I have to go with brisket on this one.
0: Brisket. Joe? I might taking the fifth. Joe's Joe's no, I'm not, I'm not taking, to fifth. To I'm not taking the do. fifth
2: on this. However, it absolutely depends on which barbecue you are at, but there's absolutely nothing like a second-cut phenomenally moist brisket from the County Line barbecue. Yes. yes. County S- Line R- Big S- S- it was the last yeah, Barbecue. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Big last night.
0: Favorite
2: thing about living in Texas, Joe. Nobody gives me shit for wearing cowboy boots. <laughs> I have so flat nice. feet I have worn boots for years and traveling or you know in, the, in a multinational company you'd go and they would all go so are you a cowboy from Texas I'm like no I live in Chicago that why are you wearing the boots my friends in Chicago's always give me shit for it but they're comfortable as hell now that I'm here I've got access to the best Texas made boots boot. ever yeah. Wow, yeah. Awesome. if you do make
0: fun of wearing a uh, cowboy boots let's stick one of those boots up here <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah no. Dude, and- that up. Um- I will have to say the open space, how accessible it is. And, you know, I can get out of town within 30 minutes and I'm just a wide open space. Right, this know?
0: is the
2: one that usually gets us into trouble here. Joe, if you were to choose Jimmy Ryan in a game of horseshoes, who are better odds of I need a qualifying uh, answer yeah, to your question here. Have, why have we been at the bar beforehand? Uh, very good question. I say let's let's say let's make that. I'm gonna yes. I'm gonna say yes. Shotzi, mean, yes. because then I know the answer would be yes. You so think you have a better chance of beating Jeff than no, beating me because I know we were gonna have been at the bar beforehand. Yes. So yes, I have a better chance of beating yes. 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 So if we were at
0: the bar more we Ben, Jimmy, right? Who would beat horseshoes? I don't know why horseshoes. That's yeah. what I'm producing. Yeah. yeah, I think I, think I, think I feel yes. like Jimmy's pretty good at horseshoes. Yeah. I think I, 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 t- think t- I, I got t- more. Yeah, yeah I gotta tell you, I think this question was teed up so many recently, you know, regarding like. Like rock climbing, there's been hot scotch, <laughs> There's been a lot of events where Chatsy, like his wiriness, is beating me. If we're playing game of horseshoes, and we're first of all, I, I am gonna have better oomph than Chats. B, he will lose interest so fast; he'll be like distracted. We'll be playing the game. He'll be like, "Is it my turn?" No, yeah. I think you're right. Safe bet. I think I think you, have a, you guys both have a better chance of beating uh, beating Chatsy. Last question. This is to you, Jimmy. Oh, Jimmy, you know, as an operator in this market. You have to look for an edge, you have to get an edge. Right, right. right. Okay. Well, let me tell you something. There is a report out there, okay? There's a report out there that helps us get that edge, okay? Our work, our work has the QSR wage report, okay? It okay. is free and it features data from 100,000 quick service jobs. First it's time over, 20, an first in over an honest number. in over 900,000 zip codes. Around the country, including Texas, the correct number of, Texas, correct correct a lot of there. out there. Our easy-to-use software, can double, double your applicant flow, increase retention by 30 percent. Our work serves nearly 8,000 restaurants across brands like McDonald's, McDougals, Domino's, and and, and lots of other really great lots brands other. too, Jimmy. So to get your free report, Jimmy, what you do? No, is that the question? I, I wasn't <laughs> sure when you get the question. Uh, I don't know what you do. I'm what do you do? Tell you. Tell
2: USR
0: me. USRPages.com and with the code podcast, Jimmy, it's not even free. It's special free. Special it's free. Super duper free. You yes. know what that means? It means it's it's free and they said yeah. Thank you. No. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. So Go we'll check out uh, you It's free. Wages. Free for everybody. It's all been sponsored by Hour.com. They are very good friends, and I got to tell you. We gotta get to the Texas restaurant show next year. Let's do yes. it. Yeah. Dot com and the Texas Restaurant Association must be working together. Am I right? Yeah. let uh, What is the
2: touch of them? What is the touch? They hired him to do their uh, jingle singing. They, they Actually, they're trying to pass uh, down and stop.
0: they're yeah. <laughs> yeah. uh, trying to stop the jingle singing to Hourwork. They're trying to stop. Anyway, back to you. Joe and Ben, sincerely, not just uh, thanking you for doing the podcast or us doing our respective podcasts. Uh, together but for the great work uh, that you and the uh, the do doing for the industry. Uh, when Shatz and I started branded uh, on, the, on, the, on the on the hospitality venture side we have a restaurant company but our thought and our idea and our commitment was we would only do good things, are operators, and we want to contribute to the industry that we love. And I will have to tell you, I think one of the reasons we're having so much fun together with you guys in the TRA is, is you guys have consumed that in Spain. So congratulations to you guys, everything you're doing, and you'll continue to do. And we look forward to being uh, being part of this journey with you guys. If you guys want to get in touch with Joe or Ben directly, you know, season one full is Giving out so uh, cell phones. Cell phones. we do not do that anymore. So <laughs> <fun>. <laughs> uh, we're not doing cell phones. We're cagey veterans yeah. now. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. If you do, if you email the podcast team at podcast at brandedstrategic.com, we'd be happy uh, not just to connect you and make an introduction, but we really recommend that folks throughout the country lean in uh, to these great folks here out in Texas. And to our listeners, just a final shout out. We, we couldn't be doing this and expanding our podcast without your uh, support and the viewership. I uh, might make fun that we've got eight of you, but the truth is it's an incredible amount You're of depth. over the fifty. 50- thousand listeners a month jimmy yes and that, and that thousand, is the third thousand, number thousand the third number no, you 50, got we went we
1: from eight to fifty thousand yes
0: where were we it at it's a big jump right it was a good show <clears throat> but uh but sincerely to joe to ben uh to emily to your whole team uh we want to thank you for including us in our first and we will absolutely be continuing as long as we didn't burn our Do you right Jimmy back. last night at table 46 and I walked over to him, and he was listening to the band. out was It was terrific. Yeah, I, yes, I saw a Jimmy over there, and he was listening, and he was, he was tearing. He was terrible, he would the song about his dad, uh, I gotta oh, tell you, I'm, so I love, I love, I love loves, country music, I didn't know he loved country music yes. like this, I love that Jimmy, yes, That's nice. guy, yeah, he was loving it, so thank you guys very much, this is Jimmy Fritsch your finance guy, with appreciation for our friends Joe and Ben, and the entire interior for including us, I'll pass it back to you, hey, thank you. A, uh Shatsy restaurant guy, and I gotta tell you, uh, at the table with TRA, great podcast. Check it's where all podcasts are, are served and sold. Uh, you can find that anywhere you need. Uh, and uh, if you if you want a good read, if you want a good read, hospitalityheadline.com. Go check it out. Because my friend Jimmy Frisch, not only does he love country music and has a little soft spot and gets all teary at he's a great writer. And I'm going to tell you, he writes the, the, the weekly newsletter every week, hospitalityheadline.com. Check it out. And it's a great read. I've, every Saturday uh, morning comes out. So anyway, uh, signing off. You got see uh, Hospitality Hangout. Signing off, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.
2: Thanks for having us, guys. Thank you. Take care.